1: on dipetro on am 1380 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online at the website which is dipetro.com make sure you visit dipetro.com remember that's how if you want to get in touch with me all links to social media all our social media pages whether it's on facebook or twitter or instagram or youtube and then of course we have the award-winning dipetro.com rhode island monthly i want to thank everyone who voted us uh number one local news site is DePetro.com, d-e-p-e tarot.com maybe not the slickest but certainly full of content exclusive stories hey yesterday i stumbled into a story three people taken into custody yesterday you can see the exclusive video right there uh perp walk the handcuffs the whole thing right there on the website we also have exclusive uh arson footage of the fire of the activists and T and others that set fire to the law office of an eviction attorney, Smith Street, North Providence. Only one that has that. And then also, again, folks, check it out at the award winning website, which is dePetro.com, D E P E T R O.com. So it's Monday. It is uh, July 26th, final week of July. And I, I want to just mention, and you can see it on the website again, dePetro.com. Friday was an, a new low, Friday was an embarrassing day. The fact that the local media got played in this manner where they went, and again, it is this family down in South Providence that I'd never heard of them before, but they bust under the scene back, uh, and it was the night of June 29th, Tuesday night, when then they were fighting with their neighbors, and the police went, and then there was pepper spray, and then the next two days, all these outrageous accusations that Providence police had beaten 20 children, that they had pepper sprayed infants, all lies all lies and then the police had their press briefing that friday they had a press conference in front of their house which i never think is a good idea it just draws more attention to your house uh but they step forward and here's where we are and this is where we live and so apparently since then because it was everywhere in the news they've uh, been harassed it's also it's kind of rich that they're now complaining that they are not getting proper police protection even though they initially said oh we we don't we don't want the police we don't want the police coming to our house. We want the police to stay out of here. And now all of a sudden, they're, now they're also making allegations that there was some kind of a fire. They're trying to say someone tried trying to set fire to our house, even though all false. These are the people that were filming right in the middle of this brawl, mainly they had with police. They were filming that. But somehow they don't have any recordings of supposed threats and uh, angry phone calls they've gotten. They don't have any recording of this supposed fire that happened with and it's in dispute exactly if there was a fire or who was trying to set anything on fire i mean none of that is uh has been proven as of yet so um but the fact that the media i i've covered so many different campaigns and one of the the largest challenges that individuals have is just the fact of lack of media coverage they can't get you know they hold a press conference they have you know sometimes real information on things And they just they can't get any coverage of it and and yet this this family through uh people like black lives matter uh the pack manipulating lying really to the media and i you know there's definitely a double standard where the media won't call them out on it the media won't say hey wait a minute you claim the following and that's not true you know you told us 20 children were beaten and that infants were pepper sprayed all all false Uh, none of it proven true but then they're definitely intimidated i think the local media doesn't want to be uh, uh accused of maybe being a racist and these groups they throw that out in two seconds so they're trying to create this narrative that all these people are against them and they're making their life hell and and again all these wild accusations never proven true um and then there's also it was once again more the media loves this idea we broke the story that some members of the family that were involved with the melee that Tuesday night, they basically destroyed a house in Warwick. And the media was so relieved when the leader of this group, the mother steps forward and said, Oh, I didn't, I didn't live there. Oh, thank God. Oh, whew, thank God that, that that's over. Cause other, otherwise we, we, uh, you know, we got our butts kicked by debitro.com. Well, if, if you would take the time to read it, I said some members of the family that were involved with the melee, they did i never said that particular woman did i didn't say she did i said some members of the family did and then lo and behold it is true they did but they're in such a hurry to try to print something negative about the police and they want to believe this stuff even though there's no evidence to it even though they know probably deep down it's not true but the fact that channel 12 even showed up put a microphone there the fact that the boston globe the providence journal were actually there covering this non-story and they're being put forward and pushed and everything orchestrated what to say by these different activists black lives matter and others is it's really really pathetic now folks something that i know that um that people don't want to hear about but you need to and that is the fact that the it and and i'm not going to agree with everyone on this But this you are hearing about right now, there's a pandemic amongst the unvaccinated. Now, there's a lot of misinformation. Let me be very clear. If you got the vaccine and then you come in contact with someone that has it, you could get it again, but you're not going to get it as severe and you're not going to end up in the hospital. If you haven't had the vaccine and you come in contact with someone that has COVID, this variant, you could get deathly ill. So I can hear people saying, I don't understand why I need to get it. If you get it and you can still get it, what's the point? Well, again, it's the degree of how you get it, right? I mean, there's there's different levels of, think in medical terms. There's a first degree burn. There's a third degree burn. There's a second degree burn. Sometimes if you fracture a leg or a break a bone, there's different levels and stages of it. It's it's the same type of thing. Sometimes you get a cold. Sometimes you really get knocked down with a cold. Uh, sometimes someone has some heart discomfort sometimes they have a massive there's different levels of it but this is make no mistake about it this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated it does if you get the vaccine it doesn't mean you won't get covid it just won't send you into this you, you're not going to die from it most of the people that then get the vaccine and they get covid i think it's 97 percent they don't die from it but there's a much higher percentage. The people that are dying are people that did not get the vaccine. But what's also alarming is a third of healthcare workers did not get the vaccine. And now I'm seeing some headlines doctors, nurses, medical groups call mandatory vax for all health workers. So that is a major, major problem. And again, I recognize there are some people saying, I'm not getting it. Um, I don't understand. If you are a parent, your child cannot go to enter into school. Unless you have certain vaccinations, um, anyone that lived—I was too young, actually, I wasn't even born yet—but any anyone that lived through the area where all these kids were getting polio, uh, it, 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 we have medicine for these diseases. We have a vaccine for COVID. Why some people opt not to get it, and I know some people are hesitant. I don't understand it, but the variant's coming back, and that is the explanation of why it is the pandemic amongst the unvaccinated. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MIGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business, let MIGA Professionals help you find the workers. MIGA Professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com. This summer, let JKL Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401 351 7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free, financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navien certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right they do it right the first time they'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool call jkl 401-351-7600 remember jkl engineering licensed in rhode island and massachusetts a carrier factory authorized dealer it's jkl call them 401-351-7600 this summer stay nice and cool with jkl engineering 401-351-7600 Folks, you're listening to the John DiPietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website. Our award-winning website, as a matter of fact, is voted best local news site by the readers of Rhode Island Monthly, uh, which is DiPietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. And, Justin, I want to give you uh, kudos. You called it. Uh, We uh, discussed the situation Regarding the Providence police officer, where a GoFundMe was set up by him. And very quickly, it got thousands of donations. They initially wanted 5,000. They surpassed that, I think, the first hour. It eventually grew to over 20,000. I think it was up to even 22,000. <clears> and then, as you predicted, though, a number of activists and people were kind of getting who are against the police were openly complaining and also contacting GoFundMe saying, oh, and by the way, they, they were disingenuous, saying, oh, this guy, this is police brutality, and what he did, and he beat people and children and this other stuff. And then lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, uh, at the end of last week, the GoFundMe account for the Providence police officer who was suspended was taken down, refunds dispersed. Yet the GoFundMe for the family who started the whole thing, and the whole thing started out really is they totally exaggerated what happened that night. Uh, that remained so let's start off with that. You were one hundred percent on the money about
0: GoFundMe. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a depressing reality. I mean, these yeah. tools, GoFundMe and all of them, I, I think they 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 really do from the beginning. Even Twitter, Facebook, they they offer a huge amount of potential to do healthy things. Like this is a go, competing GoFundMe. Uh, a, Um, campaigns is about as healthy a reaction to cancel culture and ideological warfare as you can think of people positively giving money to people they support doesn't hurt anybody it just kind of it's a competition it's a way for people to have an outlet a way for people to feel a little bit safe that if they're canceled then they might find some support anyway out there in reality the problem is these tools they don't they're they're all run by you know you've Presumably, you know, San Francisco type liberals and they uh, they they don't have GoFundMe, as as you noted, they don't they're going to get calls from people trying to cancel the the Campaigns of people they don't like, and they don't have the resources across the country and the world to investigate thoroughly. Was this officer really doing something? Was this family really in the right? They don't have those resources, and so what they do, they fall back on ideology. They fall back on the, the progressives are always right, and it just becomes a one-way, uh, one-way measure. So I, I mean, I, I don't. At this point, I don't know why anybody would would set up a GoFundMe campaign. Uh, for anything that isn't just thoroughly left wing, because you really run that risk that somebody will come up with some way to cancel you. And then thousands of dollars that people have donated to you will simply evaporate. So I, I think people ought to start finding another outlet than GoFundMe.
1: Is there a, another outlet, Justin? I mean, I'm not that familiar. I, I was taken aback. It never even entered my mind. But something that um, <clears throat> that the other side, the left, they And especially in this particular situation, the the truth doesn't the truth doesn't matter to them. It doesn't come into play. It doesn't they they don't like the fact that's what it came down to was there were more people donating to this suspended police officer. And let's face it, you know, what's also um, he basically was suspended for saying who wants some more. There wasn't any allegation that he hit anyone, used a weapon, uh, anything like that, of protocol. It was basically a command for the people to get back on the sidewalk, or you're going to get pepper sprayed again. Who wants some more? So, but but the but GoFundMe was inundated with that. Uh, Twenty children are brutalized, infants, police brutality, and then they feel you know we just don't want to get mixed up in this. But
0: is there
1: a competitor? I'm I'm unaware if there is one of uh, GoFundMe.
0: No, no, there. there that's isn't. that's one of the problems. It's sort of like Facebook. Yeah, but and nobody can really come up with an <clears throat> opposition version. Or I mean, we saw with Parler, um, the the Twitter alternative yeah. got shut down by all by Amazon by Twitter. That's right. uh, they, when it when it started to gain some traction, so it's it's actually a very difficult, dangerous thing. However, there are tools to transfer and raise money uh, directly. That's so there, there's there's currently that missing piece, <laughs> you yeah, know that that single you know website where you can go and you know you can start a campaign and people will be able to find it that that's a that is a a problem we have uh and it's it's difficult to to see how we're gonna solve it i mean that's kind of what the uh, i mean right down to the the mainstream media part of the problem is we get these outlets that they take a sort of they present themselves as kind of even handed. Uh, and they, I, for the most part, they probably are. But then when it comes down to it and the stories they choose or the campaigns they allow, in the GoFundMe's case, they're, they're left wing. They will lean left. They will go left when it comes down to a question. And I mean, as you say, they don't want to get involved in this. But by picking and choosing, you are the only, the only way it's sort of like uh, the the talk about the section 230 protections for social media, uh, where they say, we're just, you can't sue us because we don't, we don't editorialize our content. But if you're picking and choosing what goes on, you are, you're picking and choosing what campaigns you are picking aside. Yeah, And that's, so they they really need to start if they're going to get into that business. I mean, I, I think culturally we need to give them that space. We need this this outrage cancel culture is, is really devastating in multiple directions. And one of them is that a company like GoFundMe is rightly concerned that if they were to help raise money for Some really outrageous act, they would be attacked and destroyed for that on that basis. So, to some extent, it comes right back to the cancel culture, where we need to be able to say, you know what? They just collect money. It's not up to them to police the world and and double check everything. And if if we're going to insist on that, then we're going to lose the the value of the tool because you can't have them. See, looking for uh, not only not only cultural stuff, but even just outright fraud. I mean, you, to some, at some point, they have to be able to say, "Look, we just we just collect the payments. It's a, it's up to you, uh, as a consumer, to figure out whether this is a legitimate cause that you're you're supporting." Uh, we seem to have lost that though, and, and I, I'm not sure how we get out of it. But for the time being, an alternative would be would be helpful. <laughs>
1: All right, folks, our segment is Politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. And Justin, what I also found interesting about that was I reported, I was the first one to report that there was a GoFundMe for that family on sales stream, even though, you know, it was a little, they got public defenders. They were trying it was pretty murky what the money was going for as far as, uh, you know, legal costs. Well, there's no legal cost. And uh, medical, well, there's no, there was no medical needed. But, but the rest of the media jumped on it when it became apparent that there was a GoFundMe for the police and then within the article kind of near the bottom, they would just quietly mention there was also a GoFundMe set up for the family there. What is your take on, you know, police GoFundMe, big headline, but they had no interest in the story when it was just a family on sales
0: street. Well, yeah, I, they can't look too carefully under that dress, right? Cause it's, there's a lot of ugliness under there. I mean, yeah. once, once you start, investigating that. I mean, I, the family is now claiming they're being harassed. And, and one of the things, somebody set a fire to a bush outside. Or oh, we, we, Who knows who did that? Why? We're at the point where if you can raise, I mean, they, they've they got up to, but I think it's a little over $14,000 raised. I mean, when a family like that can raise that kind of money, you've got a lot of incentive to keep it going. Maybe even going outside and lighting your own bush on fire. You know? Yes. Uh, so it's not... But once you start looking into that, you get that, as, you, as you've as you been doing on, on your site, uh, you, you start to see, you know, these aren't really necessarily trustworthy people, you know, with the, with the best intentions of the community in mind. And if you ask that question, you really have to stop, start peeling apart the whole idea of identity politics and uh, a lot of the progressive assumptions we're, we're forced to, to accept these days. Uh, so I, th- I think that's, I think journalists, uh, to, well, a lot of them, I think, just think they're on the family's side, right or wrong, and it's their job to support them. Um, they don't want to be seen as the ones attacking the family, right? That could quickly happen, where the family starts blaming some mainstream journalist, and all the others turn on them. So you could see that kind of fear there. But to the extent that's not the case, I think they just they they just realize that if they if they start to pick at these stories, they're going to fall apart, and it, that kind of shows you what a. What a narrative and what a fictionalized world we're kind of living in right now.
1: Folks, quick break, a lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on The John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer appear. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110 for MEGA, MEGA. And also, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401 401- three 6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed Arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at Anchorising.com. Justin, I want to pick off right pick up right where we left off for the break. You know, I, I've seen a lot of good government groups trying to get coverage, could not. I've seen people running for office trying to get coverage, could not. <clears throat> this that was a new low on Friday that the media, and I mean, you know, Channel 12 had a microphone there, Providence Journal, Boston Globe went and covered a circus where this family that emerged on the scene. You know, no one even said that the police to them have been out here 42 times. This business that family have been harassed since they came out with the allegations of the whole melee in Providence on Stale Street with pepper spray. This was the media was so hungry. And and my name was actually mentioned in the Boston Globe, even though they presented no evidence that anything I said, I never mentioned, I never instructed anyone, I never went there, anything like that. This is such a low moment that the media went. These people have no credibility. No one would challenge them. Everything they said was taken verbatim. The Black Lives Matter PAC activist, Harrison Tuttle, is sitting right there. He was the one that initially said 20 children were uh, you know for no reason beaten infants pepper sprayed not one member of the media said hey you were proven wrong with the body cam footage i i have never seen it and then of course in the story the globe just says look w- uh, activists so won't mention him by name those pe- then those people are making these allegations against ripta totally false the the mother's standing there saying we're just a peaceful family not one member of the media they said well excuse me but the police have been calling the house 40, 42 times in the, just in one year alone. How do we know that 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 wasn't, you know, another ongoing feud you've had in this neighborhood? I, I, I've seen a lot of things. I, I cannot believe it's embarrassing that people actually went out. And, and again, they're in front of the house. I don't know who's encouraging that. If you're having problems in front of the house, then have it at a local rec center or a church or just somewhere not there. But the the media was loaded for beer to eat up the story. They are so intent on this business that this white supremacist are going after this family. I'll tell you, Justin, Friday was was just a, a new low in local media.
0: Yeah, no, you're 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 right about that. And I think they they want that narrative. They're all looking for the yes. shining narrative, the 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 storyline. And really if if they would it, it shouldn't take too much kind of professional objectivity to step back a little bit and look at how you're being set up. I mean, you, you almost if you're a member of the media, you're going to their house, their kids around, the families around, their friends around. It's become a, a neighborhood spectacle. And are you really as a as a journalist going to sit there and say, you know, excuse me, but, uh, you know, you're you started the fights. <laughs> you know, excuse me. You've had the police at your house dozens of times in the past year. How do you explain that? If you if you don't start doing that, cause then you get the black lives matter activists saying oh, this journalist from whatever, from the local news TV station is, is a white supremacist. And then suddenly, you know, you get to where the, they're calling to cancel them at work. Journalists it's a no win situation right. apart from, apart from trying to capture the narrative. Uh, and so I, I almost, I'm sure some of the younger ones, especially, are true believers. But some of the older ones and the editors, I don't know why they're 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 falling for it. As you as you huh. said, there, there there are plenty of of people trying to do actual good deeds. There are yes. plenty of people facing actual discrimination and actual hardship and actually being having trouble with their government, and they're not able to get any air. But this family can call a press release at a whim outside their house and say things. Who knows if they're true? And the media clearly doesn't really care if they're true because they're just there to cover the the controversy. And I think that's we're we're seeing kind of this this identity politics and a progressiveism kind of capitalize and eat on, uh, thrive on kind of the weak spots that news media has always kind of had. But at some point, you know, the he, the, the professionals have to come out and say, you know what. <laughs> This is your third press release in a month. You have given us no, no new information. We have no evidence anything's actually happening. We're just not going to come and cover your little event. Let us know when something actually comes up. Here's my my card, uh, but they don't seem interested in doing that.
1: And and um, there there is real news. As I broke the story, there's an eviction attorney that he and his law office burned arson, uh, and they left behind the calling card: "Free housing for all." This guy faces this. Uh, outside the courtroom, Gary courthouse complex by some of these activist groups and 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 some of these far left groups. And they actually went and they set fire with an explosive to the, the guy's law firm at the uh, his law office on Smith Street. in North Fairfax. There's real news. They were ignoring that and instead sitting there. And the other thing I want to clarify is now this is a large family and that night on June 29th. So you have the mother that they all focus on and she seems to do all the talking, but she has two doors and they have kids. I had posted on, and I want to address it on petro.com, some members of the family had lived in, they call it a house of hope, and, and they put these families, low-income, Section 8, into a house, and they basically destroyed this house in Warwick. It's now boarded up. They did thousands of dollars worth of damage. I have another post on it. But the media, they were so intent, and then the mother, uh, so intent on trying to like disprove that narrative that I had broken that story, and then the mother stepped forward on Friday and said, I, I've i lived here for the past 10 years. I did not live in Warwick. Now, everybody else was silent. Not one member of the media said, well, wait a minute. On, on the website, it says some members of the family lived there. Is there anybody here in the crowd that lived there? No, all silent. They were like, oh, good. You know, the story was, no, the story wasn't wrong. And one of the key people, and I can't believe I know all these characters here, but one of the key people from June 29th was conspicuously absent on the Friday press briefing because she she did live in the house. So but they were so good. You know, John was wrong. Oh, good. Glad we No, you didn't clear anything up. I never said that that woman lived. there. I said some of the family members because they there's a lot of them. Anyone that saw that video from June, uh, uh, June 29th, that Tuesday, there's you know, there's not like two adults. There's like eight adults and there's 10 kids and all this other stuff. I want to um just roll also into Justin Katz. That there's another story brewing in, in Providence, and it has to do with Mayor Lorza. And there was a car chase. This went on for six hours. This is going to be another I mean, huge, big story. But now I, I've already heard that the body cam footage, one of the officers, two of them were suspended and at least one, maybe two. But one of them, it's it's really ugly where this officer apparently just snapped the younger guy's been on the force, force for two years and he really went after there was a 15 year old two 15 year old 16 year old they were leading police around the city for six hours they were speeding they were going the wrong way down one way streets at one point they pointed a rifle at the police and then when they finally stopped and crashed it, it one of them wouldn't get out of the vehicle and i i've heard that it it got very, very physical. But when Mayor Alorza and Commissioner Perry did touch on it with the media, because it's still an investigation, you know, Justin Katz, they, they never mentioned the guns. And no point is there any accountability on the youths or their parents or the you know, it's all then falls on the police.
0: Well, that's that's definitely the the impression. And I, I my takeaway on this is they've I think they're they're really kind of blind to the way I I characterize it on Anchorizing. They're kind of blind to the the fact that they're walking along a cliff here. Now this this video may be, if the public were to see this, may completely agree with everything they're saying. But at this point, until they can start to air that kind of detail, uh, the mayor and the security commissioner should really not be saying anything because it it starts to give you the impression i mean when i saw the headline my first thought was oh well they're after the police again and that might be completely unfair but i mean look at the environment we're in where the policing has been sucked into the culture war uh the, the the mayor's administration is not exactly Gained a reputation for being unduly fair to the police in some of these instances uh, on Sales Street, as we were just discussing, and so it's, it starts to get to the point where they they really need to be much more careful about about clarifying, not not letting rumors spread, and just saying, you know what, this is under investigation. We'll, we'll have more details when we can give them to you. But that's that's a that's exactly the the issue here is you get the news the news accounts if you're just objectively reading what happened it sounds like you've got three teenagers i don't think any of them old enough actually to drive if i'm if i've got my ages correctly uh driving around in the middle of the night with shooting out of a window with what turned out to be a bb gun but who knows that when you see just see people shooting out of a car window leading police on a chase they crash into a fire hydrant they've got a bmw with wyoming license plates so it's a very heated kind of situation and you know you they don't tell you none of the news reports that i've seen say anything about the race of the the individuals which that's going to create assumptions in the public in that environment to have the police commissioner and the uh and the mayor come out and say well those cops behaved poorly it just sounds so terrible yeah. <laughs> and they really need to be much more aware of of the predicament they're in uh because we're seeing around the country right, some of the effects of this stuff where police just they're backing off or they're retiring and they can't find police and uh, i saw detroit 90 percent, i think 90 percent of residents of detroit are, are demanding more police because things are getting out of control that's that's the kind of world we start to face if, if the mayor can't take seriously his responsibility to to you know represent uh represent you know a kind of balanced view of things
1: Folks, another quick break. A lot more politics this week. Justin Katz managing editor anchor rising.com right here on the John DiPietro show. Calvino call for a free consultation today. 401-785-9400 or online fight back you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call jack free consultation 401-785-9400 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff fight back call jack 401-785-9400 it would be great if you were in an auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury and the other person's insurance company Offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online. Fight back. Call Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, manager at anchorizing.com. Justin uh, Governor McKee, they uh, issued a statement jointly with Education Commissioner and the Providence School Teachers. We, we don't have any details yet, but they've issued the statement that they believe they have come to an agreement with this Providence Teachers Union contract. What is your reaction to that?
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I'm inclined to be worried about what, what we're what it's going to actually be. I mean, the governor Governor McKee name dropped Randy Weingarten, who's the one of the top who's the top of that particular union that nationwide, uh, that teachers' union, uh, that's not a good sign. I, the, the fact that we've just kind of, everything went quiet for a bit and now we suddenly have an agreement, that's not a good sign because as you and I know from, and your listeners know from experience, the these unions don't, Give up anything easily, uh, so I, I, I'm really worried. What we're going to see is they'll come out when we get the details. We'll look at them, and we'll it'll be pretty obvious that McKee went in there and said, "Look, I'm going to give you guys most of what you want. Just give me something that makes me look like I did something good, and then we can all go peacefully toward my reelection campaign." I mean, that's that's kind of how I I am reading it, and I, I I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see how how he got anything uh anything substantive and you you can tell i mean alorza who obviously is running for governor uh it, he can smell that there's da- there's an opportunity yes yeah. because he's already out there saying anything short of a transformative contract that's right yeah he, he know he knows where this is going oh, and yeah. I, I think it's 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 a shame that we're in this this situation because we're two years now from this terrifying report about how horrible Providence schools are. And uh, I I think we're just going to get a thin coat of paint on the the same old rotting monster of of Providence education.
1: It's got to just be, I mean, it's got to be more, we'll we'll have to wait and see. It's got to be more money. And right now we're, they're fortunate and why they waited out so much is the fact that, that there's, there seemingly is a lot of money floating around much like as governor McKee said, Oh, how much does water fire need? You know, boom, like somebody standing there an ice cream truck with a wad of cash, like, go ahead. What do you want? Some more Jimmy's on that. Who wants a electrical? I mean, I, I got, I just think that it's got to be money oriented. Um, and then the union feels, I mean, it, it, it may all also then be, you know, for not Justin Katz because already Weingarten is hinting with the variance and the numbers spiking back up, you know, they're already hinting like who knows if we'll even be back in the classroom uh, this fall. So I think that is something that really should worry parents uh, already you know here we are in July and the numbers are creeping up. And, you know, for different reasons, the number of people that are unvaccinated and 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 other people that even if you are vaccinated, you get it not as severely, but you still get it. I, I do you also like me to see another battle looming this fall as far as the teachers back in the classroom, public school now in the the whole situation of whether or not kids children should wear masks is is to me it's just another unresolved battle that's just looming out there
0: oh absolutely and I, frankly the only reason in my view it's unresolved is that some special interests don't want to let go they yeah. just don't want to let go because it's there's no as, as you say even even if you catch uh, uh, what they call the breakthrough cases, it's more mild. So we've got a huge part of the population has natural immunity, which we still don't hear much about. You've got another huge part of a majority of the population vaccinated. You've got treatments coming out all the time. You've got the variants that may be more catchy, but aren't as dangerous. I mean, there's a lot. And and we also still have no evidence that it it really affects children badly. The idea that we should still be still be you know imposing these kind of restrictions on kids i mean we are seeing spikes in we're not I, i'm i kind of don't i think the fear machine kind of going out of control we're not really seeing spikes i wouldn't say yet what we're seeing is spikes in suicides and overdoses and that sort of thing this is we're doing huge huge damage to our entire society it's time to just for us to grow up and say you know what life has risks we have to, we just have to face this. This disease is not going to go away. There will always be variants. There will always be other diseases that could come up. Every time we hear of some new bird flu coming out of Asia now, are we going to panic and shut things down and make kids wear masks to school? So I, I think the special interests are really ramping up over time to, to get the fear machine going because they know there's going to be more pushback this time. And you're starting to see it in other countries. I think it was France recently. They're, they're, you're, you're getting really strong protests against... Um, against more further lockdowns, and I do think that's that's brewing, and I, I, I'm sure the Randy Gar- Wine Gardens of the world are are eagerly anticipating the day they can send out that notice to their members. Oh, look, you get to take more time off now, um, and of course, the shame of it is that the, a lot of the teachers I know didn't like working from home they don't like having to do all this stuff they're perfectly fine a lot of them are perfectly fine going in and doing class normally they're not scared they understand the risks of life but those aren't the teachers that the teachers unions actually represent the teachers unions actually represents the ones who want something for nothing Uh, that's who they who their hardest core supporters are and so that's what they're going to play up
1: Uh, folks again our segment is politics this week with me is justin katzman energy editor AnchorRising.com. Justin, although it is, I, I don't know what to make of it, a third, 30, a third of uh, healthcare workers are not vaccinated. And in some major hospitals, 40% of the staff, I remember uh, back in the spring, I think it was Channel 10 did a story that I, like a huge number of uh, Providence firefighters were choosing not to get vaccinated. It's not gonna go away. To me, if you have school-aged children, you have ample notice right now, July, if there was ever a time to explore Uh, either homeschooling or the private schools, now is the time. If For those that don't have that option, then you're just along for the ride with the public schools because this is going to be more drama playing out with the teachers' unions. There's a lot of teachers, certain uh, districts, Providence and some others, that they are very comfortable doing. Even though there was no learning going on, having a cup of coffee in their kitchen and doing the classes from there – Sounds a lot better than driving into some of these schools, Justin. What is your reaction that uh, the controversy about Rosh Hashanah and um, the school starting Bristol Warren on the first day of school was going to be the Jewish holiday? And then not only did they reverse decision and decide, okay, we're not going to start school, but we had uh, we had another resignation. With well, this, is, it seems to be a number of resignations this past uh, spring into the summer with some of the school districts. First, we saw it down in south kingstown and now you had the head of the bristol warren district
0: yeah, well i mean the big difference of course is south kingstown you, you could see why they yes resigned and, and, they, and they should have here it's kind of a puzzle i mean the whole, yeah. the whole thing makes you scratch your head I, I i mean i how are we in a position that something like this is a a major controversy how have we become so bad at working together as a community you know i i so i see it going right back to identity politics and just this poison that we've got in our culture right now where where everything if you if you listen to some of the public comments of the the school committee members as they argue about this it's because everything has become this giant racial uh political thing where it's all about you're you're not just you don't just disagree you can never have just mistakes everything is if not white supremacy, it's old white people, which is what one one of the school committee members said of the others. Uh, it's a you're a bad person. You've got uh, no you know I, no wonder now. The superintendent, this Jonathan Bryce, he says he his, his he says he resigned because uh, losing his mom during COVID kind of shook him up, and and so he he realized he needs more time with his family. Which I'm not going to say that's not true. It's it's, it's entirely plausible, but. It doesn't have to be the whole story because if you if you have those thoughts on on your mind and then you get this giant controversy over some yeah. silly thing you you know that should be easily resolved. I'm not not that the not that it's silly that people are complaining or, or but that just the idea that we couldn't they couldn't resolve this by saying you know what delay it for two days or if it's just that the first day you don't want let's start a day early and then take two days off you know it's this shouldn't be this hard but it just becomes this moral terror. And I'll tell you what we're going to end up with. And we we need to watch out for this is we're going to have to, as taxpayers and parents and so on, we're going to have to start paying a whole lot more to get competent people to put up with all this nonsense. Otherwise we're not going to get the competent people and who's going to benefit. Well, the special interests are going to benefit because nobody else is going to want to take the job.
1: Folks, he is the managing editor at anchorizing.com. He's Justin Katz. Justin, great job, and we will talk to you again.
0: Thanks, John, and congratulations on your, your website.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, I was actually, folks, uh, before I uh, sign off with Justin, we, we did win Rhode Island Monthly, basically local news site, which is tipito.com, and then Twitter feed, which I liked as well. And I um, what I really like is when the people are given a chance to vote, they know where to go and uh, and get the truth. And people, again, when it's an honest election, and you really let the people uh vote then then they do and i was very so excited like, about that you know
0: every everybody every other news site you know as i especially as i prepare for our comment commentary here once a week i they all cover pretty much the same thing maybe you get a little detail here a little detail there but you're you're out there really bringing fresh information (laughs) so i i i would hope your your readership is now not only you know our our fellow conservatives but everybody who wants some kind of it is here's here's something different and i so i think you're doing really great work there
1: and last last week was i mean we basically broke a new story each day which was different because but i also maintain there is real news out there but if they would local news stop with the you know what's your favorite type of clam cake or where do you get your clam cakes and do you like the slope area or speed ferry to black island i mean you you have activists burnt an eviction attorney's office down and channel 12 finally posted something on sunday channel 10 posted something on saturday i had the story on thursday like what there's real news out there but if it doesn't fit the narrative, it doesn't go with that. All right, Justin, thank you very much. We'll talk to you yep. again. Talk to you soon. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios, get your driveway paved. Letter J J. Perry Paving. 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios and general masonry projects j perry paving they offer free estimates call them today at 401 732 1730 401 732 1730 you can also find them on facebook it's j perry paving get your driveway paved and if you're a veteran no one has a better package for veterans than j perry paving whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed j Perry Paving has your back check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused call them for a free quote today 401 732 1730 J Perry Paving licensed insured contracting company they will meet your needs no matter how big or how small and no one treats veterans better than J Perry Paving call them today 401 401- Seven three two seventeen thirty four oh one seven three two seventeen thirty for J. Perry Paving. I can breathe clearly now, my mask is gone. Nothing but a big smile for all to see. Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air My lungs
0: will be full, full,
1: full of beautiful air my lungs will be full full, 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 of clean air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of beautiful air. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 Like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. Mega Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, easiest thing to do is log on to my website, dipetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram 272 3340 And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340.